coming up next Hanson, on Inherited Hanson, Podcast. TV and film choreographer, creative director. What's going on? <laughs> this set is crazy. <laughs> I know you, I have to keep you, saying you. it, but like kudos to you and your team. This appreciate is dope. it. Appreciate it. I love just uh, trying to make people feel at home, you know, when they come here. She knew I, I was just picking up on the creative process of how to choreograph. Mm-hmm. It starts in the mind. It starts with you understanding like, hey, this emotion is connected to this like visual representation of what that physical emotion represents, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, Pain Hustles on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Let's try to uh, dive into that. So, how did that come about? So, I'm pretty sure that set was, I, I watched the film, it's right. great. Like I said, I love stories about real life things, and that was um, kind of based on the op- opioid epidemic. I say the Lord goes before me, and mm-hmm. He is always speaking my name in rooms that I'm not even present in. And that's mm-hmm. literally what happened. And I believe that that's where a lot of my opportunities come from. He was just speaking my name. And transitioning to um, the other woman, um, Chili from TLC, that's my aunt, mm-hmm. just being also able to observe and have those real conversations about um, the industry and just life. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we just talk about the industry, but we don't tie it back to just life. Literally, I grew up in the most creative family. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was like anything I could dream of, think mm-hmm. of, or felt in a moment. Like I was in this family that fostered these crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about from birth to like now. It's insane. Building a legacy. So watch how you study me. No, it's inherited. Ain't no comparison. Stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant. Consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up. No time for no chilling, man. Building a legacy. So watch how you study me. You know what's inherited. Ain't no comparison. Stacking up guarantee. Moving so militant. Consistent and disciplined. Getting that paper and stacking it up. No time for no chilling, man. Yo, what's going on? It's Sir Gates. You're now tuning in here to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Always and foremost, thank you guys for tuning in week after week. Make sure you go to YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and also go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast and download and subscribe. So today, another guest is in the building. This was a great connection that was made here. So I have Miss Candace Haynes in the building, TV and film choreographer creative director and also works in production so what we're gonna do today get some great history a good backstory and also we're gonna bring that good value to you guys so let's get right into it how you doing what's going on <laughs> this set is crazy i thank know you, i have to keep you, saying it but like kudos to you and your team this appreciate is dope. it appreciate it i love just uh trying to make people feel at home you know when they come in here for like you know we're gonna Y'all, y'all own living room or something like that. So get real comfortable. Just get back, sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast. So that was the goal. Like a thousand. My shoes coming off in like five <laughs> seconds. Like a thousand. No, I love it. Dope. I love it. I love it. So um, before we get started, right, what I love to do is a little uh, icebreaker. You know, that's mm-hmm. a question just to get your mind going this and that. So, but as always, I want to just kind of relate to the brand and stay on brand, right? So a question for you. We, we both going to answer it. But question for you. So how do you maintain a growth-oriented mindset in your daily life? <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> you know, you think icebreakers, you're about to be like, what's your favorite ice cream? See, nah, honestly, you coming- that's what it used to be. But I was like, you know what? I want to get some, I want some more value out of it. Because my usual ones was kind of those questions. It was something very, very real random like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite kind of burrito? But mm-hmm. this time we're going to stay on brand this time. I want to dig deep into you. So what do you think? How you, how do you do that? Maintain a growth-oriented mindset. mindset. Yeah. 
really want to like say what I actually do and not what I think I do. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm if I'm reflecting right now, what I actually do is it's all in the words. Mm-hmm. So if I'm journaling like in the evening or if I'm preparing my day in the uh, beginning of the day, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, let's look back at what you said last week or like even five minutes yeah. ago. What did you say? Because I'm really big on words. And I think that growth is revealed in your honest moments when you mm-hmm. put the pen to the paper. So having that paper trail, I'm yeah. like, okay, how we growing today? Right. I think that, like, gauge. I think that's my honest. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm if I'm honest with it now, what I think I would like to say <laughs> <laughs> is like through the relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I always say my husband's the number one like indicator of like where I am yeah. in my life because he truly is like that reflectant. Mm. And so I, I would like say I, I would like for that to be what it is. But, you know, you know, the Lord working on me, right. too. So in the perfect world, that would be it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. Like you said, you can track, hey, I started here. Yeah. And now I'm here. Let's look back and see either what I did, Absolutely. what I didn't do. And also that, that progress is equals growth. So I can agree with that like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, let's see, for myself, um, I just try to stay on top of uh, like taking in wisdom and knowledge, right? That's, That's just. That's my own, not only, but one of my major things to, as far as I can track my growth, whether it is listening to a podcast or I'm trying to, of course, incorporate reading more, but just seeing when I take all this stuff in and then apply it, how did I get better at it? Or from, if I say if I worked on, of course, like a podcast last week and edited that, this week coming up, is this edit kind of better than that? What did I learn through my research and this and that? So that's kind of how I'm staying on top of things, tracking my growth and just Practice, practice make kind of perfect sometimes, you know, so just trying to flex those muscles in those areas. So no, that's, that's kind of how I just kind of stay in there. So I love just, again, growth and just self personal development. Yeah, I'm real big on that. Just from my background growing up is like in today's time, if you're not growing and you're just being stagnant, you're going to get left behind in this fast yeah. paced world and going to end up not knowing what to do out here in life. So I'll try my best to just stay on that track and maintain that. So That's good. Yeah, Especially be, uh, in this nice. industry. Yeah. Ooh, okay. It's, 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 it can be a lot. It can be a lot. So now that we got that out of the way, right? So what I want to do is just get your backstory, your, your yeah. origin story, like where you came from, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, some things about family. Again, you just be as transparent as you want, not right. being filthy on here at all. So just take us back to young Candace, right? So again, that story yeah. and that journey, that path led you to this stop, not like permanent stop, but where you Absolutely. are now in life and, and you're in this season in life, right? So let's take us back. So how was that for yeah. you, young, y'all, young Candice? Literally, I grew up in the most creative family. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was like anything I could dream of, think mm-hmm. of, or felt in a moment, like I was in this family that fostered these crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about from birth to like now it's insane but um young Candace I would say the first house I lived in I'm third I'm the third child of mm-hmm. four and we're all like stair steps we're all in our 30 like young 30s yeah super like close it's crazy. That's well <laughs> yeah yeah it's like 30 31 32 34 I think oh that's close, close. yeah yeah no we real close <laughs> so um I was always the eclectic like let's Put something together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, uh, for example, it was Father's Day and I wrote a whole script and made my siblings like different characters. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to be this type of dad and you're going to be this type of dad and like recorded it. Yeah. And that was his like Father's Day gift. It was hilarious. <laughs> just crazy character, just things like that. I always had a passion for it and mm-hmm. just having 
family around me that knows that fostered it and didn't like stifle that creativity mm. was amazing. And then I always give a lot of my tribute to my mom. Mm. My goodness. Um, she is truly left brain, right brain, where she was, when she was younger, she was a professional dancer. She did pageants, um, choreography. She uh, produced mm -hmm. events and all kinds of things. Everything that I'm doing now, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, that's what, <laughs> I see I was you know, <laughs> like that's what my mom did. And seeing her even when I was in, as young as like first and second grade, mm -hmm. second grade was my first time choreographing a, a dance piece. It was for my mom's play. She used to do the Christmas and Easter play, any kind of play, really, in um, church. And she was like, she knew I, I was just picking up on the creative process of how to choreograph. Mm -hmm. It starts in the mind. It starts with you understanding, like, hey, this emotion is connected to this, like, visual representation of what that physical emotion represents, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So... Um, she could pick up on, I was really picking up and studying her just by observing or just dancing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I really want to do the little angel piece. And she let me do it. <laughs> it was probably like, put your right arm up, put your left arm up and then bow. Like, it's probably super simple. I can't even remember. Yeah, that but angel note to you, that was probably everything. Was, yeah, no matter how small it, it was. It <laughs> was literally everything. So... Young Candace, like, I used to always just dress myself. I did not want anyone dressing me. I had mm -hmm. one sock. This Sometimes I didn't have another sock on. This shirt had this print paint. Like, I was wearing my dad's clothes. My, yeah. Like, it was just, I was always expressing myself. So, yeah, Young Candace was out the gate, just head to toe, inside out. I was expressive mm -hmm. and just creative. That's beautiful, yeah. though, because some, sometimes you hear kids, when I hear you see, like, maybe... I do want to, like I say, with as far as your clothing, right? right. I want to express myself this way, but parents were halted either because mm -hmm. of either their insecurities or they're projecting their fears on their child's life. But it seemed as if in your household, it was, of course, you can guarantee you had some either restrictions here or there, but it was free reign to, hey, be yourself 100% and Absolutely. do this and do that. So that, um, not blocking that creativity, I see now yeah. how I got you to where you are now. And it's also great to know that your mom seemed like she was a big inspiration for you to get into film back back then you probably won't think about film and media but just yeah, into yeah. that creative realm so what what ways outside of you just watching her did she kind of instill that into you as far as you know be you or just be this creative piece or was it just a you just that sponge that are flying the wall just seeing this is what my dudes is doing out here and now i'm just growing into that so how how, how did she really impact that for you I, so first, I really do believe her genes in all those spaces mm -hmm. are in me. So it was just say, like, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was already like, I feel it. Now I need some training. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Like now I need some guidance in how to um, appropriately, correctly and professionally express mm -hmm. my actual talents um, and utilize them for other like for good, not yeah. just for entertainment or things like that. So I feel like that was number one. <laughs> I got Linda's genes as my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Linda. And my dad, too. What? It, music, like, he, he and his brothers, they play all kind of instruments. You like came from a deep Yeah, it was deep. Too. We used to just vibe out jam sessions in the living room. And, like, my siblings and I, we became a quartet. So mm -hmm. I played a violin. My sister played a violin. My little brother played the cello. My older brother played the viola. Like, we would perform different churches or, mm -hmm. like, um, um, 
Oh my goodness! Um, what are the older homes? The um, like the uh, oh my goodness, old people homes, but like assisted living kind of situation. Yeah, I was like, why can't I? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, talent shows, whatever. I was in all kind of talent shows with those crazy. We did the Rugrats, (laughs) literally. Like we were the Rugrats, but um, the genes observing, Mm -hmm. but the desire to want to do it, do it all. Mm. Like my mom did it all. And even though I saw the stress, like she wouldn't hide the stress. Like if she was stressed over Mm -hmm. something, she would show us how she would manage it. And I think that was also a big piece is like even being able to see the tough parts of Mm. the creative process. Like that's not a lot of times like parents or uh, mentors or whomever is kind of before you, mm. they'll hide those spaces. Yeah. But it was like, no, let's get to it. And transitioning to um, the other woman, um, Chili from TLC, that's my aunt, mm-hmm. just being also able to observe and have those real conversations about um, the industry and just life. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times we just talk about the industry, but we don't tie it back to just life. Yeah. Like, being a Christian, what does that look like? Like, what does it look like your purpose and your work and not just the creative aspect? And so it was a lot of like uh, molding mm-hmm. from these amazing women. My sister, uh, she was my partner in crime in so many things. And then um, my Aunt Mary Frances, she was the first African-American to graduate from University of Georgia and had a music major degree. She was one of the very first people that could really... I could talk to about like, oh, Mary, this is really what I want to do. Like, I'm I'm also at UGA, but I'm like, I'm oh, Mary. I don't know. I just I really want to <laughs> be creative and this and that. And she would help me like just kind of work through those challenges I was even having at school. Like I at times I wanted to leave school because I was like, I'm a creative. I don't this need was like this. high school or college. college, college yeah. yeah. But she helped me. She was like, you're, you're all of it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and all these women helped me through all every step and they still do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful. Yeah. You, you, your foundation is solid and I'm yeah. glad people can see an example of that because uh, mm-hmm. in one black society and black culture, having a, a solid foundation, in a household is kind of rare even back then, even to nowadays. But from your mom, yeah. your dad to your aunt. Everybody was supportive of what it is you wanted to do. Absolutely. And I wish there would be a, a lot more of that. You know, some parents and maybe even, I don't, I don't have kids, but it's yeah. just from looking from the outside in. Support your children and what it is they really want to do. Whether like you have nowadays, some kids, they may be, oh, I'm stuck on this video game all day. But it's like, instead of, of course, get outside and do X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. But esports is a billion dollar industry. So it's like, why would you suffocate that and kill that and that challenge that is saying doing your due diligence to look into it and see Absolutely. what's really behind it and what's going on to where that one passion they say like within your work don't always remove that adolescent mindset because if you just want to think about it so oh I'm grown now and this is your structure it takes away from your original creativity as a child growing up you know we had a our minds were free we yeah. were thinking free we weren't worried about bills responsibilities so to, man <laughs> Once they come, they come. They ain't going nowhere. So it's just maintain that mindset of yeah. let's be free and creative and thinking now. Let's still kind of stay silly and stay funny and stuff yeah. like that. So it's just a beautiful thing to hear. Mm-hmm. You had a solid foundation set up all around you, right? Yeah. So in, in college, I'm saying either post-college or doing college. Right. When was that um that first opportunity for you to express your talents either on a, whether it was a big screen or just that one product to where you was like, 
okay, even though I know I already got it, but this one here, this is what I want, this is what I'm doing, and from here on out, I'm going for flares with it. So what was that for, if you can remember? Which is, the funny thing was, it was right before college. Mm. I was, uh, wait a minute, no, I was a fresh, oh, no, no, I was a sophomore, there we go. Mm -hmm. When I was a freshman in high school, um, Jaquel Knight, who's a choreographer for like every artist you can mm -hmm. think of, uh, most renowned, probably Beyonce. Everybody yeah. knows him for Beyonce. But um, I went to his high school, and when he was a senior, I was a freshman. I remember walking in on the cafeteria. I wasn't supposed, I was supposed to be in class, but I walked in on the cafeteria. <laughs> I don't even know how this happened, but... Um, and and we were already connected like by way of other friends and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, we knew of each other and things like that. I walked in the cafeteria. He was doing this insane rehearsal. I've never seen a rehearsal like this mm -hmm. before. It was just gorgeous. These women on stage and blah, blah, blah. Then I just walked up and, you know, asked him what he's got going on. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing the fanfare for a pageant. And I was like, well, I don't, I didn't consider myself a pageant girl at all. <laughs> um, but when he was giving me the details of the behind the scenes and like how he's empowering them, and he actually he said in that conversation, he was like, I'm looking for, I'm graduating. So if you want to take this, you can take yeah. it. It was very much so that conversation, like him passing, passing it on. That torch now. In yeah. that moment, <laughs> I was like, I don't I don't even remember what I said. I'm probably was like super interested in what yeah. he was doing but um up until that moment i don't think there was something that i was in charge of when it came to other people's souls mm -hmm. and i say souls because it, that's the piece that we see shining from the stage right for mm -hmm. people so that was a huge piece not even from the choreography standpoint it was from hey candace when you take this on, now you're a creative director. Like before I was just a choreographer, but when you take this on, you're a creative director. Now you're producing a show. Now you're behind the scenes. Let's learn all of the technicalities that are involved with yeah. that. Now you're having to deal with people. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, it's not just your people. <laughs> you know? It's not just you performing in front of a camera on stage that you know, girl, you're going to kill it every time and you're in control. Mm -hmm. No, now you're out of control. So what you going to do with that? Yeah. And I loved it. But that was my defining moment. I took that, did some pageants, at, mm -hmm. um, not me in it, but produced and choreographed for some pageants in college and um, just kept it going. And, and, and that, I think, was the gateway into TV and film production because mm -hmm. those transferable skills were like uh, everything that I practiced and learned mm -hmm. from the high school stage to a collegiate level to a regional level to now national international stages for tv and film production mm -hmm. it's all the same you just learn different people different names i mean you're all you're constantly learning but yeah, the, the skills are the same and i was like i'm a production girl <laughs> <laughs> so i was like, all it took was that one time but so yeah. i want to ask you right and it's kind of i guess a two-part question when i asked the second part so i was second no so the first part is so when you come from choreography to now and creative director and production. So can you talk about how does those things kind of align and just specifically kind of break down and define each one? So I know they, of course they have their differences, but like you said, they kind of, they are going to tie in somewhere through that journey of when you're creating, they're going to, they're not going to be formed to where this is where we mix and mingle here, but Absolutely. they still have their own individual Things. So kind of break those three um, processes down. That's so good. I break it down like what I would be hired for for mm -hmm. different projects. If I'm hired just as a choreographer, the only uh, 
control, creative control that I have mm -hmm. is just the movement on the bodies. Mm. Now, that means that I also work with wardrobe. Like, you're still working with the departments because, you know, you got to make sure your choreography matches the wardrobe. Yeah. You got to work, you know, you got to work <laughs> with the media team to make sure that the backdrops and the lighting and everything is matching with your movement. Mm -hmm. um, even though the movement is the base, there's so many other elements that we don't consider that it can look really bad yeah. if you don't understand all of these other elements that will either destroy or elevate, yeah. you know, the project. So, yeah, if I'm hired as choreographer, I'm working with all the departments, but I'm specific to. And I will say this, if I'm hired as a choreographer, I'm always cast. I'm also assistant casting. Mm -hmm. I won't say that I'm casting because of course like projects have their own casting department but i like to bring my own team that's yeah. typically what choreographers like to do now if i come in as creative director on a project woohoo this is the fun part now you're essentially overseeing these departments as it pertains to the full vision of whatever that project is so if the media team whereas as a choreographer i'm asking them their ideas as a creative director, I'm telling them my ideas mm. and they're executing from my creative direction leadership. That's any department. So you can just see sort of the hierarchy of it all. And then I'm also leading the choreographer. And sometimes I'll be both. I'll be the choreographer and creative director. So I'll be leading myself. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then finally, if I'm hired as production, like assistant director or um, production manager, production coordinator, mm -hmm. first of all, those are way different positions there's in front of the camera then there's behind the yeah. camera but either way um those are they're not they're they're specific positions for specific roles so mm. so if i'm doing production it's it's like making sure it's going smoothly mm -hmm. as a production manager assistant director is making sure that the set is going smoothly so I would sort of be the middleman between like the choreographer and these different departments and then the creative director, director, executive producers, everyone like mm -hmm. that. I'll be the one like, hey, if the choreographer has a question, they'll come to me first. I'll relay it to the execs, et cetera. So it's kind of like making sure the piece is good, yeah, making make sure everything everything's going well. smooth. Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody is focused on what they focus on so they won't have to focus on Absolutely. the the spor sporadic things that may pop up in here and there. So out of Absolutely. all of those, what's your favorite position to work? Well, I know choreography is probably at the heart, but if you uh, <laughs> if they sit in front of you right now, so yeah. you got to choose one of these three, where would you go? Creative director. Why? I have a lot of good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they come. And I know how to pivot to mm -hmm. real easily. If uh, my initial idea doesn't work, I don't, I'm not the creative director that will spend a budget. I'm just so clear in my vision i can mm. see it before we even spend a dime so it's about articulating that vision and being able to execute it even before others can mm -hmm. see it executed so uh yeah no i know i'm born to be a creative director like that's my like ultimately that's yeah. why i learned how to choreograph sing dance like all of these different um talents make me to be the best creative yeah. director i can be because you're just as a backwards, you're directing that creativity. So you have to, it starts Absolutely. from somewhere. So like even with dancing, yeah. you got to create and direct it first before you can even get down to the movements and stuff like that. So I, I can see that. I, I mean, that role is kind of most appealing to me a little. It's either yeah. between that or just if it's going to be a little bit more kind of hands-off, like um, producer or production Absolutely. that wise. So, But just knowing you can 
when you said vision, yeah, like when you asked about it in here, like that's how this started. And I think like having vision and being able to understand that what's in your mind and if you envision it, you can really bring it into this physical realm, into life. No matter what it is, if you just that kind of visionary person, yeah, it's important to practice that and try to, hey, I want I want to build this set. All this just started with a vision. Exactly. I had it in my head. My chicken doodle hands went on some paper and kind of <laughs> drew it out. <laughs> After that, hit up a guy who knows how to do 2D designs. Hey, can you try to bring this to life as much as possible? Yeah. Because that's all I needed. Once I've seen it in the physical now all it takes now is just getting to work and, yeah. and putting it here and there. So I'm glad you mentioned that word vision inside of what you're doing now. But but when it comes to dancing, right? And mm-hmm. earlier you had said and you expressed as far as it's just the the physical movement and motions of your right. emotions, right? Now exactly. now I love to see people dance, but mm-hmm. I don't know the depths of just the that creativity part ah. or just the the art part that comes from it. So how do you either, I guess I want to say precisely or just right. translate those emotions into movements? Like all, I'm, I'm just a view. I'm just seeing what is done. But what goes into that process to say, you know what? This is the vibe of either on this film, this set, or just Absolutely. this kind of chore- choreography. So how do you do that as far as just bringing that emotions to movements? It starts with what we talked about, like my foundation, mm-hmm. observing. I had a, I had a lot to observe as mm-hmm. a child. <laughs> just with, just being the third child, like even just that dynamic of me and my siblings. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> I just think about the movement uh-huh. that was constantly going on. Not even just dance, but movement, right? That's where it starts. It's Choreography starts with an energy, but I'm just laughing because life is just funny. Like if you just observe energy, that translates to movement, which translates into actually let's let's even back up. Energy to me first translates into an emotion. How did that mm-hmm. energy make me feel? Then I'm able to really see the movement of it. Mm-hmm. Because once you understand how it makes you feel, you can understand, oh, well, this movement wasn't even anger. We mm-hmm. thought it was, but it wasn't. When you can understand the, un, like, you know what I mean? When you yeah. understand that emotion behind the movement, then your eyes will look back at the movement and say, got it. This is what it really is. Mm-hmm. And then you can take that movement, translate it into a choreographer, uh, um, a choreographed piece. Mm-hmm. I feel like my creative process, my creative process in like f- finalizing a piece is just so all over the place, which mm-hmm. I love it because. I don't think I would ever like say I have sort of a linear process because I think every situation calls for something different. Mm -hmm. I think like if I were to give my foundation, like something that I take every project that I take, I really just don't have any words until probably like it's time to produce Mm -hmm. in the sense of like if if an idea is brought to me. I really marinate with it, like mm-hmm. deep. I'm like listening to the music. I'm understanding um, really the goals of my employer. I'm mm-hmm. understanding just all the things before you even get to the movement piece. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times choreographers just like, oh, that's a dope beat. Let's hit a got, got, got. Like, they no. Get in, get out with it. <laughs> like, well, let's hit a wait. Let's hit a pause first. And let's really like marinate on what we're doing. And then what's the message we're trying to tell behind it? Is there a message? It may Mm -hmm. not be. It just may be movement. It may just be for entertainment. And that's okay. But I think that 
foundation I'll take everywhere I go is like, before we even get to the movement, like what is going on, truly understand that. And then I think the creative process will reveal itself from there. Just mm -hmm. again, because it depends on what all the details are of that project. So it's just like when you are making these movements, are you yeah. just, you just got to zone in and just whatever your, of course those thoughts or whatever your mm -hmm. body feels, it just comes out. And then you like, like you say, this, this feels right. So let's keep this piece and then add on. So if it's just a, a deeper mindset thing or I know some things could require, I don't know yeah. if it does in choreography is where you can write out, oh, I may want to move this, that, this, yes. that, or it's just like literally just, it has to just come from here mentally as far as doing that. You kind of spot on. It, it's all of it. Like mm -hmm. I'm a writer choreographer as well. Not just like, I know um, a lot of choreographers, we, um, write out sort of like the different scenes or mm -hmm. the different, um, body positions or placements and configurations like you, those you know you can write up like hey this is where the setting is the state you know whatever mm -hmm. that is this is where all the people will be standing and this is the next transition all that is super helpful to visually represent that but to your point i would say i think i'll, I'll speak for choreography in general mm -hmm. but also for myself i think that when it gets to deciding the sequence of movement to create that choreograph uh, choreographed piece. I think it just comes from one choreographer has been in class for a long time. Mm -hmm. So you've picked up years of different movement. You've picked up like how your body moves. You even know how you respond to different sounds. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's like wow. when you're training <laughs> in these spaces, you're picking up on who you really are. And then that defines your style. Like me, I would say my style, which I do this because I still, it's just going to keep developing. Yeah, I like, it's so just, there's sometimes. no box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's very, very much so like swaggy. Like there's always a hip hop bass mm -hmm. for sure. Even if it's ballet, like this piece I'm doing recently, I'm doing a smooth criminal inspired hip-hop afro beats but they're on point shoes mm -hmm. like it's always a fusion of stuff or whatever yeah, that's a, but that's a mixture right there. you know what i mean <laughs> but i but i know that because i've been an eclectic person all my life i've been um a, uh that type of creative i described mm -hmm. as a child put me in a dance class i'm gonna take who i am to dance class and the the teacher may go like this but I might be like, ha, ah, like I might add extra. a little, you I'm know, and that then I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And I now I do a little something on every move mm -hmm. and that becomes my style and that becomes um, a part of my process. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm sitting in a room and I have the music and things like that, you really just know like your body, like when they say freestyle dance, that's mm -hmm. a real thing. You go through like your freestyle process before you you pinpoint, oh, that movement works with that noise yeah. or that sound effect or this. Sometimes, too, you, meet, you may need bodies in there. Like choreographers, we like to bring skeleton crews before we put the movement onto uh, the cast uh, that is at hand. Mm -hmm. You bring in a skeleton crew and you do all this creative work, like the pre pre-production work, if you will, mm -hmm. where you're working out your emotions, essentially. You're working out your movement with this skeleton crew, see how it looks on them, and then you're like, oh, no, this whole thing got to change. Right, that makes or a lot of sense like, yeah. it's like, this is hidden. <laughs> you just lift that up off of them. All right, yeah, and then they will, <laughs> like, they'll come it, yeah. in. Sometimes they'll teach, or sometimes it's just my assistant that will teach. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want anybody. This is a piece I have to teach. Like, 
you got to just know, you know, mm -hmm. if you want it to look a specific way, um, yeah, you just have to know who's going to be the best teacher for it. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't care. I don't have to have so much, if that makes sense. So some projects you do need assistance. You need a lot. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm like 50 people and I just want to do yeah. it because I have like I'm like, ah, it's just got to it's got to come yeah, out like, like You know, it when you feel it. Yeah. And like what you're saying it's a lot of emotion involved into Absolutely. it. And it's reminding me of uh like when Crumpin' first came oh out. Oh my gosh. Like that was yes. the one of the first time I was exposed to even like just without having history behind dance. Of course there's emotion behind it, but mm -hmm. that was kind of pushed as this is nothing but this person's raw emotion and this is yeah. just what they because I didn't understand that at first. I'm just like Yeah. Are they fighting the air? Like what is <laughs> going on? It's just that video, I don't know if you've seen it. Um I think it was when that protest was going on in Atlanta. You got that guy and that girl just crumping from the police, and I know oh, they was probably nice. looking like, like, what is going what on? Is this? Yeah, yeah, but it, it puts me in that mindset of yeah. it attaches really just your emotions coming out. But yeah. you know, that's what I want to ask you about. So mindset when you're putting this together, yeah. Like, say if you're you've had a bad week before, yeah, or something happened that day, and you may be a little flustered here, or you may be on the opposite end. Or oh, I had a great week and my my day was perfect, so right. How do, how much is your just your mental mind, mindset play as far as before you step into this creative process? Like, does it is that going to transfer into your dance movements, or can you either block that out, cut it on, cut it off? And hey, this if this if this requires a, a upbeat hip hop fun theme, but I'm like I may not be feeling there mentally. How does that transfer into your choreography? I don't care what anybody says in any industry. Mm -hmm. We're people. Yeah. So our mindset affects absolutely everything we do mm -hmm. this whole like you have to come in and turn that off or turn it on like i don't believe in that mm -hmm. i believe in people coming as their raw selves of whatever's happening that day be professional about it of course but be you mm -hmm. like don't even my dancers like at first thing i like to do is like okay what's going on y'all i want to know that especially shit, because yeah. I feel like it is my duty to tell the dancers that I have something going on or I may not divulge details, but it's my duty because even if I try to turn something off or on or whatever, mm -hmm. you could just tell. Yep, like, I don't energy. know what it you can just energy. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I don't want to waste anyone's time and I don't want anyone to waste my time. And it's not a matter of we're going through something good or bad and like mm -hmm. the the rehearsal has to end or anything like that. No, it's like, I think if we can treat people as people first, regardless of what their positions are and their titles, mm -hmm. that will really help us to like calm down on like the stigmas of yeah. I'm having a bad day. Therefore now this is going to go bad. No, like come in. What's everybody got going on? I remember um, plenty of times we had to have prayer. We had to cry. We had to get it it's all right out. Way to start it, you know what I mean? Before, <laughs> I'm talking about um, one rehearsal. It was a four-hour rehearsal. It was about three hours of it. We had to just get it out. Mm -hmm. And that last hour was fire. <laughs> oh, we got to do it. Oh, it was yeah, just stuff like, is released. Now, let's you know go to what I work. mean? Now yeah. let's get to the work. So for me, that's not wasted time. That's actually time well spent because mm -hmm. we really got to get to the root of the energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's part of the process. So do Absolutely. you think those would be um, more so of your more... The best choreography you have done when it's just more everybody's on that same page of look, whatever you're going through, what you're going yeah. through. Once we do deal with that, you think those end results are better than just you coming in 
okay, we know what we got to do. Let's do it. Get it done and get it out. You think those connections are turn, turns out better for you? It depends. I think like the project, mm-hmm. once again, like if the project is, uh, every project's a quick turnaround, but like <laughs> if it's like, hey, we got a rehearsal today, we got to shoot tomorrow or something like that. I am a little bit more like, hey, stay after class and mm-hmm. let's talk then. And I'm, I'm always that person that, uh, extends more time for people. I just love this. I do it for people. I mm-hmm. don't care. Call me, Zoom me, yeah. in person, whatever we need to do because I, I'm i an emotional person, mm-hmm. very much so, and I feel everything. And so I respect people who are unafraid to do the same and like just be in mm-hmm. that. But I also recognize the danger of if we sit in it. Yeah. You can be in it, but you can't stay or sit in it. And so um, young creatives, like dancers, choreographers, anybody, like all of us just on our way to making it to wherever we want to go. Um, I One of my goals is to eliminate that stigma. Mm-hmm. I want us to come to work as we are. Right. And like that will grow us closer to each other definitely closer to God. Like, mm-hmm. this is just a moment we can, like, honor him. It's it's so much beauty in that. But to your to your question, mm-hmm. some projects are, like, you, like some projects, hey, we got to get to it after because we got to da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Sometimes executives will be there. We don't have time for all that. But yeah, some understood. projects, it's better when you understand, no, the, the time, the spirit is yep. saying now. And I, I always want to obey the spirit and not the money or the mm-hmm. schedule that, yeah. that's good that you're putting you're putting real life in front of yeah the end goal which is going to come regardless like the money or recognition as long as you're doing what you're doing and the Absolutely. way you're supposed to be doing it and what's leading you all the other stuff is going to come as you're putting people before yeah. your personal wants and needs and i can guarantee you never know somebody you don't know what somebody got going on in their life well they know they're in, i'm in a safe space here and this is my space and also where i'm working and i can just release that if everybody on the same page, no judgment, none. none of that stuff there, I can probably put forth some of my best work because now I don't have this mask on in here. Even though I know it may, when I may leave here, it's back to my original life. But at Absolutely. least I'm in a space with Candace or whomever else I may be in a room with to where, hey, speak your mind, this and that. But they also, like I say, understand big big bosses up in whomever. So let's go in here and uh, I, got, I hear you, I see you, I got you, but let's go in here and work. So it's beautiful that you can curate spaces like that out here. I don't know. I'm not... A choreographer, I don't know if there's many spaces for that for people. It, it's a like balance that. because there's also those dancers that are like, why are we here talking about that? Aren't we here to dance? Mm. It's a lot. It, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it, can, it can get a lot. And now they're not even wrong. Mm-hmm. They're not even wrong in how they feel. They are so right. <laughs> you are right. You were hired to come here, yeah. learn a dance and perform it. You yep, are absolutely yep, yep. right. But when did the Lord ever put us in a position just for one thing? It's always multiple and we can always be of service to people. So I will say, I'm not saying that for people to listen to this, (laughs) to to listen to this Mm -hmm. episode and like, oh, we're all just going to join hands and like, (laughs) kumbaya. Like, it's a delicate since you have to be aware of who's in the room, what's Mm -hmm. going on. You just have to understand. And I think just being in those spaces for so long, mm-hmm. I've gained um, wisdom in that space mm-hmm. of just knowing how to do it. And if anybody listening like wants to cultivate more inclusive, more um, open environments, um, 
definitely like ease into it. You don't mm-hmm. want to just be like, hey, this is what I do. Because <laughs> you'll also be known at, to the higher ups as someone who could waste time. Like yeah. people look at that as a waste of time, but they don't realize that it's actually company culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives this thing, man. Yes. I would hate to have missed an opportunity to talk about what somebody's going through, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, what if we didn't even celebrate somebody's birthday? Right. Like, it's stuff like that. And then we get on set. Oh, yeah, my birthday was... We could we missed the opportunity to bless you with some balloons or cupcakes, like the good Uplift, and the bad. Yes. So I, I'm, re- I'm real big on, like, we need to do this, but it is a delicate dance. Yeah, the thing yeah. I like what you said as far as that, <clears throat> excuse me, company culture. Yeah. Like, I've learned that when I was in um, business school or whatnot, just knowing... That culture is everything because it's just when you set that tone <laughs> and that space for the room. Like, say if you go to a restaurant and the servers are just nasty attitude, always on their phone or mm-hmm. this and that. It's just one they may be doing that, but it starts from the top. Like, it starts from how are you presenting yourself to your employees as far as this is what we are about Absolutely. here. This is the the piece you want to have here. This is the um the experience we want our customers to leave with. So building that culture. It sets the standard for anybody else who may come in behind, whether after it was said or not. They can tell off real like, yes, this this is the vibe in here. I see. I shouldn't either be doing, even though some may still be doing whatever they want to do, but right. they can pick up on this is what this environment comes with. This is the mm-hmm. the, 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 the feel here and the energy here. So culture is always key. But coming with that, I know you personally dealing with when you're dealing with people, you're dealing mm-hmm. with like say all this other energy and X, Y, and Z plus. Candace has her own life to tend to. Yeah. After all this stuff is done, I got to go home and take care of whatever it is. I got to go take care of family, my personal life. So that could have a, a mental toll on you outside of work. So when you're trying to operate in both of those realms, how do you take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, just to make sure at least you're on top of your game as much as you, as much as you can be? Because they say, one... If you're not at 100 percent, how do you expect to give at least 80 or 90 to somebody else if you're mentally stressed or down and out? So what does that look like for you as far as taking care of your mental dealing with work and personal life? I could sit here and be like, oh, yeah, like massages and nails and like all the things that's important (laughs) for sure, like doing things. But I want to more so focus on this new space I'm in, which is undoing things. And undoing things is so key to my mental and spiritual and emotional health right now. Undoing some of the things that I was taught, Mm -hmm. like undoing the way that I even think about Mm self-care, like undoing this being so hard on myself because you like just undoing it and just, you know, and just that peace that comes with um, accepting who I am Mm -hmm. and, and like also accepting that I don't know a big part of who I am, even like sitting here right now, Mm -hmm. there's a big piece that has changed that I'm having to relearn Mm. that I'm like, Oh Lord, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot that comes with learning that we don't, sit and realize but that's a lot and mm-hmm. that does that's that's um if we're not open to that that does negatively affect our health mm-hmm. in all aspects and so i think just giving grace mm. relearning and all those spaces that's good grace is one of the main things i see yeah. you gotta one give it and also know how to receive it because yeah. people backgrounds are just so <laughs> We all come from so many different backgrounds where so you wouldn't even believe this person sitting across from you over here went through and it's mm-hmm. either affecting them now. They may not have been through the counseling or talked to who they need to talk to. So you right. got to 
even what come when it comes to parents. Like I give my parents so much grace. Growing up, it always could be, man, why do we go through this or yeah. why do we go through that? But you do not know on the other side of that parent role what they could have possibly been dealing with, what mm-hmm. they could have gone through. You may do have some parents who were just they don't care or mm-hmm. they really was just that mess up. But for the for the most part. At least they tried their best. Right. And as you get older or you may have kids, you'll probably start to see like, okay, I kind of can see why right. this may have happened, this and that. But Grace goes a long way. I was telling a, um, a family member about it, just having to explain. She, she's young. Like, yeah. do you understand what Grace means? Yeah, nah. she, and she was like, well, I thought, I was like, I mean, it's okay right not right now, but I'm going to tell yeah. you what that means. And also coming from a, a kind of a biblical aspect as mm. far as what, what grace means what, what through God's eyes and this and that. So right. giving grace is key. So I got a pop question for you, right? Yeah. I don't know a lot of um, famous choreographers or whatnot. So <laughs> some of the names may be over my head, but I know a few. If you could assemble your Avengers of choreographers and be like, whether you're the lead one or you're just in that group, who would they be? Now, hope I'm gonna try to see if I can recognize some of the names you names. I know a few of them, but who who would it be? First of all, Lord, I would just pray that I could be in this Avengers group. I am not worthy. <laughs> all right, this this easy. I already said Jaquel. Gotta put Jamaica Craft in there. Mm. Ooh, fire. She really does. I really love what she's uh recently doing with Sierra and things mm-hmm. like that. Full out Cortland, Lord, that's my boy, that's my boy. He came in with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. It was an honor to learn from him. That's that's all I can say right now, but that he just got started. He, mm. talk about staying power. Cortland, love you. Um, Sean Bankhead, super dope. Mm-hmm. My gosh, he been working with everybody. Um, Lorianne Gibson. I, be cracking I know that. I was waiting for that one. Like, I know that one. <laughs> Everybody be like, Candace, you teach like Lorianne? I say, like, oh, I got it. I got to meet Lorianne. That's your style? Kind of how, how she comes You know, with? I guess that's what everybody... <laughs> I mean, I'm I, like, if it's down to as much as I'm like talking about earlier, the kumbaya yeah. and this and that, when it's time to get to work, it's time to get to work. Oh, yeah, like, she's... um, yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. And, and I also just deeply, um, believe in her... Ability to transform people. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, who else would I? Uh... I mean, see. Debbie Allen, duh. That's what yeah. Was I mean, like, for that one too. <laughs> I was naming all like the friends and <laughs> the ones that's yeah, fresh on yeah, the brain right now. Fresh on the brain right now. Um, that's a good line, though, though, for the ones I know, of course. Dang, I probably would throw Paula in there, Paula Abdul. See, yeah, that one too. Yeah, she's um, she's always been like my Janet Jackson esque, mm-hmm. like alter ego. I love Paula. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's probably for right now. I'm Avengers sure it'll change. Unite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and out of all of those, right? If you could choose one yeah. to be your mentor. Who would it be out of all of those? Like, this is the person you're getting all your game from, just your confidant. <laughs> who would you think would be the, well, I guess, best leader of what you got going on? But who would be your mentor? And if not them, your dream mentor then, if you can't choose out of them. Dang, it's a tie. Can I tell my tie? I know, I know. You know, you, can, you, can, you, you, know, can. you know that ain't even a fair question. <laughs> I'm like, what? You can get away with the tie. Who would it be? <sighs> Lorian and Debbie. Mm. Yeah. Why those two? So Debbie, just with the span and reach of yeah. knowledge, come on. Like, okay. you okay. can't. Okay. 
But then Lorianne, like they say, go to where you resemble, mm-hmm. right? And if I'm always getting Lorianne, I'm like, dang, there's something there. I need to get yeah. from there, like in a different way than mm-hmm. just having people be like, oh, you remind me of. It's like, well, let me go find out why mm-hmm. people are saying that. And and she's she's just dope. Like mm-hmm. she she. Her vibe, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So now your next question, right? This may be just as hard. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick to the, I guess I'll stick to the music industry. If you had one mm. artist mm. to choreograph their full set, say if it was a, what's the best? Well, Coachella's a pretty big stage. Yeah. Who would it be? It's like, uh, I want to do this set. I'm here. This is my most one I ever want. Your dream artist to uh, choreograph, who would that be? And why? I, I don't, I don't like to say it like this. I know. I'm, 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 I'm about to say in my head. <laughs> no, no. I, I was going to say, I would like, okay, I'm going to answer your question. I am. But <laughs> I, I've i never been the person that has someone I want to work with. Mm. Does that, I know it sounds, but I don't have like, oh, this is who I want to work mm-hmm. with. It's more of like, what project, what am I, what am I feeling attached to the most, yeah. at least right now? Toby and Weegway. Mm, I like that. I like Yo, that. Toby he different is over there. eating. Yeah, they different over and there. And his whole <laughs> camp and his doggone fat wife. Like, mm-hmm. come on, fat, fat. Like, I love that aspect with him, with him and his wife. Got Even with how he just always around his kids. So it's like, yeah, yeah I'm here working, but still family. We're right here next to That's you. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I resonate <clears throat> deeply with um, his platform. And I love... Even if uh, a lot of people say he could be controversial, but also just revolutionary, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, I guess when you're revolutionary, you are controversial because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. people are trying to figure you, you out. New stuff all the yeah, time. yeah. Um, I think he he's one of the artists that's super dope, and only mm-hmm. to me, like him, Pharrell, and Kanye can do something like this, where it's like. Even if they're not trying to make a message in their creative work, mm. it's still fire. Yeah. You That's when you know yeah. you are a timeless artist mm. where, like, go to Michael Jackson. We are the world. We are God's children. Like, even if that was not the message, what mm-hmm. if he said we like grass and we like trees or like we like to eat chicken mm-hmm. wings? I don't know. <laughs> His talent uh-huh. is undeniable. It's like it has no choice but to come with an underline. You're going to leave either getting the overall message, a uh, uh, subliminal message, Absolutely. or just so self-conscious to pick up on something. So I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. yeah. I, now, I will say, I, I kind of lied. Let me back up. Uh, if uh, Michael Jackson was <laughs> living, it would be Michael Jackson. Mm. Hands down. I like that, though. Mike, we can't go yeah. on Mike, though. Like, mm-hmm. Even is it as I got older, speaking about Michael Jackson... His song, um, like Man in the Mirror. I don't know why. Like I love his music, right? But as I yeah. got older, that one kind of just hit and yep. resonated a lot. Cause it's once you hear about what he's saying, it's I think I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> that may be that one of the bigger answers to kind of fix society. If you just mm. start looking in the mirror and start there. It'll change a lot. Cause even with this brand inherited, right? Yeah. My tagline is it starts with you. Cause I just mm-hmm. believe. No matter what your past looked like, no matter what your parents did, this and that, where you're at right now, especially at a, a conscious age of knowing what's going on, understanding 
right from wrong, consequences here and there. That's good. You can pivot and change the whole trajectory of your bloodline just, just by getting yourself together. Like all the other stuff, yeah, it may have happened, but at this point, who are you going to keep blaming? Who are you going to keep blaming? Yeah, it's just, it, it happened, but you're here now, so it starts for you to change that. But like Mike said, you just start with the man in the mirror. Absolutely. It's just so much truth to that. And I just, artists like him, I guess why you hints at saying like how Toby is, those right. messages come behind it because their deep down initial quote unquote agenda is mm-hmm. spreading that positivity or spreading that uplifting message. Absolutely. So I can I can see why you picked Toby though. I like and that his brand. music. I was like, Toby, do I need to pick up my violin? Like, what's up? You got a mint violin for me? <laughs> you still good on the violin? I'll be a tap dancing violinist. <laughs> Whatever rap, rapper. What you, what you need, Toby? <laughs> Hope you get to you, man. Right. <laughs> for real. Hope no, shout out to them. And I have a friend, Hannah, who's uh, dancing with them too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hannah. Like, it's the whole collective. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good camp over there. So, I want to get in kind of into um, the film, right? Yeah. So, how did you get your foot in the door right. for your first either opportunity or role there? Because, like, I love film and media. It's just, yeah, I love telling stories. Absolutely. I prefer the stories that actually have a real truth behind it. And, you know, I do love the entertainment as far as something made up. But just being able to express some knowledge, wisdom, understanding through that realm of that that media. Mm-hmm. How did you get your foot in the door film? After I graduated, I'm trying to think of the actual, what were my actual steps? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. After I um Immediately after I graduated college, my first job was, yeah, yeah, well, my first job was Staples. Okay, okay. Corporate. Okay. Oh, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) I was in that little cubicle. I was like, ugh. What it has you doing? Um, so I was B2B sales. Mm, okay. And so I was in the office maybe three times a week. And then I was out trying to sell like different packages Mm -hmm. of staples and office depot supplies, like, you know, for, uh, different businesses. And so- Every week, I was not making nin numbers, <laughs> nothing. I just knew I was about to get fired and did not care. Yeah. It was so bad. So while I knew the tail end was coming, I was getting fired. I got another job as a lifeguard uh, manager. I was mm-hmm. a lifeguard and a um, lifeguard manager for Swim Atlanta. And the reason why I got that job, I found out about background acting and mm-hmm. not just background acting. I already knew I wanted to do stand in. Mm-hmm. So that's still, uh, well, no, it's not background. It is very different. So background acting is like, you're like us. Mm-hmm. We're here in a set. And if we have some people, obviously, in the background, mm-hmm. sort of like somebody on the computer or people walking, walking back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So that's like you get paid maybe. It's like eight something an hour. Y'all mm-hmm. don't quote me on the uh, price. It's, I, it's been a minute. I don't know. But um, in a day, rather, you can make between $150 and $200 mm-hmm. a day doing background work. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, bet, sign me up. I was still at my mom's house. I was not trying to get into another place because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what was going on with this uh, acting. I then got discovered as an actress Went on all these auditions, like some of the biggest movies you've seen come out in the past, like maybe five to eight years. It's been Mm -hmm. a minute now. I was put up for those auditions. Oh, man. No, it was an old man. I was like, (laughs) Candace, you too goofy for this. You need training. (laughs) Like, you know, like even though these things come naturally, 
you still have to hone in on yeah. what you want to do. I didn't just choreograph and like make it where I'm at without training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so See, quickly. that work to put in. <laughs> I think I severed my whole name as an actress uh, back then for sure. Mm-hmm. Just didn't know the pro- the business behind it. I always got to know the business behind mm-hmm. it. But then I um, met Clive. Shout out to Clive with Cl- Cab Castings. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to work and cast for BET and um, these different uh, BET, MTV, VH1, Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, casting for Batman ground talent but also in that I had opportunities to uh for myself to be casted as a stand-in talent that was when it was a wrap that was when yes it's here baby not even here but I I was like that was when I knew oh I want to be on set Mm -hmm. I didn't know still the capacity like I I didn't know if it was me being an actress or the director or or both I don't know I mean it's so many things that I like to do but being a stand-in, like I was a stand-in for Tiana Taylor, for example, for her, um, what was a dance movie called? Stand Up, Rise Up, or something like that. It was like Honey Rise Up, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. But basically, I was dressing like her. My hair was like her. I was her height. I learned her lines. I did everything that she did that we saw her on camera do. Mm-hmm. But a stand-in's job is while she's like taking a break or um, getting makeup or changing her outfit or maybe she's learning her line, whatever she's doing, the set has to be set up. It mm-hmm. has to be changed. And so I was a stand-in. That's literally what it means. Let's say this is, again, the set, and you're um, the dance coach, mm-hmm. and I'm Tiana Taylor, who was in the movie, one of the dancers. Mm-hmm. I would literally sit here as a stand-in, like, as if I'm Tiana Taylor. The director, producers, everybody would be here on set, like, right over here. It would be the whole set. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll say, action. I have to run my lines. I have to do the whole motion. Do everything that mm-hmm. she did. And that's dope. <laughs> she would sometimes watch like all the people I've stood in for before. They would watch, like even Gabrielle Union when I did stand in for her. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, "Okay, like do that motion again for me." It helps them to see like them. You know what I mean? So stand in work. Shout out to all the stand ins um, because that was the the true on set experience and training mm-hmm. that I got for about. Two, three years I was doing standing work mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. It showed me like you had to know all the departments. You had mm-hmm. to know everybody's names. Like it was good practice for you to be on set because when you're standing in for a character, you, yeah. you got, you're got you there for the whole project, your crew. So, yeah, that was kind of the first. That was like the story to become a mm-hmm. stand in. But I will say like standing work by way of background work mm-hmm. was um, my first introduction to like production and really like understanding what it takes mm-hmm. in front of and behind the camera. Yeah, it's, I didn't, to that depth, I didn't yeah. know all that. And it's yeah. fun to know, like you are just, you're just as important, of course, and somebody may it's deem true. the actor or actress, of course, right. ahead or whatever, but the fact that how you said, mm-hmm. like Gabrielle Ewing went back and said, can you redo this and that? Right, like redo this motion. They can still learn from mm-hmm. a stand-in. That, that just opened my mind up to just seeing how everybody in this on, on set plays that important role. You just, you the average man would think, oh, they're just standing, they're just sitting there. Uh, I'm sitting here <laughs> waiting for somebody to come back. But you're actually, you got to be up to par yeah. because like you say, they could be watching you and they getting gems from you Absolutely. from what you're doing. So that's that's really dope. I didn't know that. It's part like their cheat code. Think about it. They don't have time to be sometimes like 
it, 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 it takes a lot to be an actress, but mm-hmm. not just an actress or actor, but like somebody famous. Yeah. They run in all these other things. They got a million tabs open in their brain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's super helpful. And I will say like Tiana and Gabrielle, just the two that I mentioned, they were always on point. Let's just yeah. be clear. <laughs> Let's just be very clear. <laughs> everybody rings everybody I work yeah. with, they do not need me to do not a nothing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they can show up and eat, okay? But I guess what I'm saying is that it's helpful when you have a good stand-in and, and the uh, feedback is mm-hmm. that, oh, this is great. Like, I could either see a different perspective or it can help refresh mm-hmm. what my next whatever it you know it could be mm-hmm. so many things so yeah being being crew like if you look at any movie any tv mm-hmm. uh show um you'll see where it says stand in and it'll have everybody's name so yeah i racked up so many credits hey you gotta get them how you can yeah. but it's good to know at least it was a role too that you really enjoyed like it was so much fun yeah i want to <laughs> come on one day and see we was this. dancing come on <laughs> And with some dope performers and actresses. So yeah. I can see how you would have loved that, right? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So what would be, um, if you were to uh, get your get a main role, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say now this may be a tough one. may not be right. a director you want to work, work with. And then the genre of that film. So I'm putting this out there. Will Packer. Let's okay. get it. Okay. Director, okay. producer, all things extraordinary. Because uh-huh. he literally is all things. Um, shout out to him with his um, new management firm that mm-hmm. he uh, has created. But for me, I like commercial. I like um, love stories. Mm-hmm. I like uh, stories that everyone can feel. Mm-hmm. Nothing too, too specific, if that makes sense. Um, not that I shy away from anything, yeah. but I just enjoy the universal language where everybody can come together and um, feel the same thing mm-hmm. and and want the same thing in a, in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nice to get a get release yourself from reality where we're just fighting all the time yeah. to be able to be like a part of a Will Packer movie where it's just funny and it's just light and it's wonderful and it makes people smile. So um, I definitely want to creative direct for Will Packer mm. and Corey. I mean, all of it. But so yeah, I want to, I want to, yeah, yeah, I want to definitely direct and, and work with him. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good one. So mm. I want to jump to this, right? The most recent, well, I'm not sure because you could have done work after that, right. but Pain Hustles on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Let's try to uh, dive into that. So how did that come about? So I'm pretty sure that set was, I, I watched the film. It's right. great. Like I said, I love stories about real life things. And that was um, kind of based on the op- opioid epidemic yeah. uh, back in the day with all these big big pharma companies sitting here. Just all they want to do is they about that paper. No matter yeah. what's going on, they get this medicine, ship it out, this and that. So can you talk about how it was to get on that set? And as far as either being around the yeah. main actors or, of course, the choreography part. So just take us down that line. Absolutely. I say the Lord goes before me and mm-hmm. he is always speaking my name in rooms that I'm not even present in. And that's mm-hmm. literally what happened. And I believe that that's where a lot of my opportunities come from. He was just speaking my name 
And one of my mentors um, and good friends and uh, Profite, um, mm-hmm. shout out to Africa for Apple Sorority okay, Incorporated. Man. Okay. <laughs> and it's Ski Nuts. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, I can't stand that new song. Everybody get it. It's crazy together. you said that we had a guest I'm on here. Uh, shout out to Celine. She's a K as well. She said the same thing. Like, hold on before we even get no, started. No, before we get started, you have to, like, I feel like now every time I bring up I'm an AKA, everybody's like, Ski. Yeah. I'm like, it's not. It's just not. But, <laughs> Anyways, um, shout out to Isis, my profile. She um, came to me with the opportunity and uh, I went, applied, mm-hmm. and um, director David Yates and his uh, assistant director Cliff Lanning, we were in a meeting, like they brought me in literally, it was, it was so fast. It was mm-hmm. like, let's say Monday, uh, Isis was like, hey, you know, I'm um, one of my friends is looking for a choreographer for this movie. Are you available? Da, da, da. I was like, absolutely. Applied, sent in my information to Kat, the production coordinator. She brought me in the same week. Mm-hmm. Met in an office um, with Cliff and Dave. It was just us three. It turned into a production meeting. I said, wow. I got it. Yes. <laughs> and then he was like, um, yeah. And he's British. So he's like, so Condis, um, <laughs> I have other people uh, that I'm thinking about going with, but yeah, what do you think, Cliff? I, I think we're good here. I was like, I think we're oh, good. Oh, yeah, we locked in. <laughs> we locked in. So, no, that was real cool how it turned into um, just this uh, dope opportunity like mm-hmm. that. Like, that's how I got it. Working on set mm-hmm. was insane because you're with these um, crazy heavy hitters like David Yates. Mm-hmm directed the second half of the Harry Potter movies like so to be with another like eclectic spirit animal like we were just (laughs) constantly like he was like Candace can you make it trippy more trippy I was like yeah (laughs) let's go (laughs) so it was dope that was cool it sounded like that was a a real fun environment and one you were Mm -hmm. welcome with open arms and and just being able to be your creative self so when it came down to actually doing that, the scene, um, it was with Emily Emily Blunt and mm-hmm. Chris uh, Chris Evans, right? Yeah. So the scene of where they were celebrating, um, what was it? I think it was the, the like their to, national conference, yeah, the national oh, conference, yeah. right? <laughs> so how did how was that like? How did you go into one yeah. choreographing that that dance set <laughs> and just the whole parts of putting that together? What was that like? Uh, that goes back to that process we talked about. Mm-hmm. I needed to see the lyrics. Mm-hmm. That was number one. What am I choreograph? Like, what are, what are we what are we choreographing for mm. opioid epidemic? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what what is going on here? So, one the lyrics. Mm. It was super plain. It was super clear. We got to celebrate titrations increasing. Titrations mm. are like the uh, increments of like doctors would write out prescriptions so mm. they would ha- increase the level of the potency, which is a titration of the. Um, drug yeah. for people who didn't even need that you know so it's killing people all these like things that i needed to do research on mm-hmm. i took it uh like at the time i couldn't tell my mom and my husband like what i was doing but i really? talked about yeah you and some serious ndas you can't talk about Ooh. none of this <laughs> but obviously you know i'm on a project they yeah. know like my schedule they don't know what it is the name they don't know anything they didn't even know when i asked them about the opioid epidemic that it was tied to this so Pause. Mm. Like this was a part of my creative process. My mom, I was telling you about her creative side. Well, her, uh, I guess intellectual side is that she's about to retire from over 10 years of being chief judge of DeKalb County juvenile okay. court system. 
her heart for children and her heart for like helping is mm-hmm. like also like big piece of my heart or yeah. what have you. Um, she's always been dancing. She's always been a creative. She took her creativity, I think, into that world. It's mm-hmm. really dope. She need to come on a podcast. Like, my, my, that's <laughs> come a whole, on through, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but uh, her being um, chief judge there, she was selected out of, I don't know how many judges nationally to sit on a national board to write in uh, processes and procedures for the opioid epidemic. Mm. Yeah, like even obviously like kids and families uh, in the juvenile space, they're being affected. Like even if the kid's not strung up on drugs or selling it or whatever, the parents are. So then the kids are being affected. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so many things that we don't realize that are happening right in our community. And so I talked to my mom about her experiences and like, you know, how it really affects the dynamics of the household and things like that. That was super helpful Mm -hmm. to, again, I got to get like the feeling, I got to understand the basis of it. And then my husband, he works for a medical device uh, sales company that sells, um, Lord, here we go, JG. Every time, I, I, <laughs> listen. It, I'm gonna say, don't quote don't, me on yeah, everything yeah, I say. Get, get some air quotes here, right? Real there's quick, a little, just in case. <laughs> yeah, as I can paraphrase it, but yeah. ooh, okay, that's a whole look. That area is like a mm, <laughs> slide that on over. The most I learned about what my husband does is when I got this job, which is so funny. <laughs> um, but essentially, like. There is this device that he sells or teaches and educates um, to the emergency department, the mm-hmm. emergency field um, to say, hey, instead of giving your patients on post operations like the drug, you mm-hmm. could take this instead. And it's uh, non-addictive. Like it's all it's, it's basically fighting against the opioid yeah, epidemic, basically. And so learning that, like learning the, it was like, I learned the legal and the familial. And then I learned like the medicinal, like Mm. I was learning, got my lyrics, got my background. Obviously I did my own research and like deeper, got deeper into it as well. Then it was time to hear the track, heard the track. Mm. I was like, okay, it's hip hop. Is this gotta be like quirky, funny, like a spin? It sure was not seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be like we're not serious about it, but it's a serious topic. So the only thing I wanted to make serious and over exaggerate was the move where they lick their fingers Mm -hmm. and they slap it on their vein. Mm -hmm. And they literally like shimmy it out, like to to showcase the or heighten or 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 highlight rather the importance of what this film really truly is all about. Uh-huh. So it was like making it more exaggerated and silly and all those things um, is for us to say, wow, like we really have to sit back and really watch what's going on in mm-hmm. the space. We really need to educate ourselves. We really need to like be there for the people in our community. Like I wanted the piece to not just be funny, but to really make us think like, mm-hmm. oh, she went there. And I was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and you did a, you, kudos to you, you got some flowers, your bouquets. You did a Come great on. job uh, with it. You know, I told you I was watching it. Yeah. I was, um, I thought I read the email wrong and everything. I said, wait, you know, she uh, does choreography, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect that to be in the Absolutely. film. So when it came up, I'm like, yeah, this That's is it, it right here. <laughs> This definitely it right here because it was it was it was, it was a good scene. Yeah. I just enjoyed the movie overall, even just from that. And like you say, and you kind of did what, like you say, Toby and, and Michael does. That message yeah. was still passed through that one movement that could just ignite somebody's thoughts. Of like, man, 
it just seemed as if this was just normal back Absolutely. then. This is doing that. Like, they just really, hey, come on, either shooting up Shoot or whatever up. and this mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you brought awareness through an art and through dance movements right. to get somebody to think this is a real problem. Because even seeing pain hustlers and yeah. also on um, the uh, painkillers, yeah, pain mm-hmm. it's just showing Big Pharma and was a Purdue back then. They were just doing anything, anything. for their bottom dollar. Like, not even though it may have started out as well, very slim of absolutely. Let's try to help them with pain, but seeing the the psyche and the mental of how these drugs can absolutely. control and affect the mind, that was major. And then some that bottom line, that dollar killed so many people, got so many people addicted. So it was also dope to know that you're a part of a project to spread awareness and not just. Entertainment because it was yeah. a good. Movie. It had some. It was a very good movie. It was so good, yeah. and it was it was challenging too. The piece to teach, like shout out to the ten girls um, in the film mm-hmm. that I was able to assist in getting casted. Mm-hmm. They learned for me a Balinese style dance. Mm. I said, "I'm gonna teach who, what, when, and how, and where." <laughs> like, you know. You, in some ways, you would be like, okay, it's borderline cultural appropriation. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never, like, ingratiated myself in that space to be like, okay, like, I can teach this. Mm-hmm. But it's not about that. It's where your heart is and, you know, your mindset. Yeah, and, like, sure. you know, it, it's so many layers. I really joke about it. But the truth was seeing those 10 young ladies learn, like, of course, you know, it's cut up in the film. We mm-hmm. only saw maybe a snippet of the dance. Yeah. But they learned a one minute and 30 second long piece. I should probably actually post it. I need to post the whole piece on oh, my yeah. social. Gotta get that stuff out. Those girls, I was so proud of them to even just get mm-hmm. the detail and like they were moving their heads like. I was just so proud of them. And I was like, y'all really eating. (laughs) Y'all are eating. That was my favorite day on set to see them just so beautiful in their Mm. costumes, but like committing to the style that Mm. they've never performed. Um, And quite frankly, I've never taught before. So that was your first time teaching Mm -hmm. that kind of style. So how was that for you? You, Because you had to pretty much Mm -hmm. download that culture and learn that. So what was that process for you like? Same process as everything else. Like you really do become it for a while. And um, you sit in it, you marinate in it, and you respect mm-hmm. the art form. And um, those young ladies, like, they really respected it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very dope. Again, congrats on that uh, choreography you did there. Mm-hmm. So what I want to ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from working on this project? Whether it was yeah. through dancing or just the overall message. So what did you learn to take from it? Because, again, everything is just more than sometimes what it is. So Absolutely. what was that for you? I think it showed me I my my initial takeaway was this showed me that not because the set was well run because mm-hmm. it was top to bottom mm-hmm. like shout out to Mark oh are you PM oh he was <laughs> on it um, I mean everybody but um, it showed me that. I'm in a place in my career. I don't necessarily want to wear all the hats mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I will, of course, like, you know, if it, if the shoe fits, so to speak. Yeah. But it showed me, like, I can really capture even more of myself or produce more than what I can even imagine when mm-hmm. there is an amazing team with you. And I think I'm, in, like... 
my success, thank the Lord, has been so amazing. But like I'm the team, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. And we like we know how that is. We wear yeah. so many hats on our way to getting to where we are. And so um, it just showed me like, hey, more of this. Mm -hmm. Let's let's manifest. Let's pray. Let's, let's thank the Lord in advance for more of this, because this is where I feel I'm able to really, really thrive in mm -hmm. sets like that. And it doesn't, like, it's not even, like, the magnitude of the set. Let's yeah. just be clear. This could be something that I even produce. It just showed me what a well, uh, pro like, what a what a well-put-together production yeah, can do for your health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I really, I, that was my biggest takeaway. I was like, okay, more of this. Mm -hmm. Have you been a part of, I'm pretty sure you have, it's a mm -hmm. set that was just, like, Chaotic Duh. all over the place and not like ran right. So what, what 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 was your experience there as far as uh versus the good yeah. sets, no matter how big or small, versus the ones that's all over the place? So what do you what what was what is your takeaway from both of those as far as this is what happens here and what may affect the overall outcome of the film, project, documentary, versus what you get? I mean, of course it's kind of obvious what you're gonna get from a weird one, but you could be a part of a bad one Absolutely. and the end result looks good, but just being in the mix. What was that story like as far as I came in here? This stuff was just like, Absolutely. what are we doing? <laughs> and you don't got to say what it No, is. for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, there's been many, even some that I've early on produced mm -hmm. myself or just like, you know, um, worked or what have you. I, I think I just don't want to stress that I'm not graced to feel. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. Like, if it was not something that I'm supposed to be in the mud with you on, yeah. I do not, like, I, that door's closed now. Mm -hmm. It just has to be because preservation is, is like, for real, number Flex. one. Preservation and peace, well, they're the same thing. Um, so I, I would say, like, take my take my takeaways or way to strategize in, like, a crazier sort mm -hmm. of set is really just... I used to be the person that's like, oh, I could do it because I could. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could fix it. Oh, I know. Da, da, da. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit back in my lane and in my space and say, I could do it. But I think what I have to do is just preserve myself. Mm -hmm. And that's important. And I also don't, a lot of people don't know, know who we are. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to come off as anything less than who I am, yeah. actually. So people sometimes take even your help as like you're being arrogant or pompous or whatever. It could be so many ways people take it. Some people are super mm -hmm. grateful and then they dump everything on you. It just can get, it can get real crazy. So I learned woosah mm -hmm. and just I'm going to do my part. And if if somebody obviously is like, hey, Candace, we need you to da-da-da-da, like, you know, if it's in my contract and I can – Absolutely. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I can't. That That's like the crazy set. If it's a set like Pain Hustlers, it's mm -hmm. just like, you know, you're a good set when yeah. you're thinking like, dang, is this all I'm supposed to be doing? Like, not all because <laughs> you're working, but like, it's I didn't feel so that anxiety. Until once you do what you're doing, it's like. Yeah. There you go. And you thinking like on a, on a hectic set. When I say well oil, yeah, yeah. It's always good to be a part of a well oil machine. Mm -hmm. It just makes it like I said, everybody day goes well. The mental is insane. You're not worried about is it me no. or is it them? It's just 
all right, guys, this is what we're doing. You can tell these people are, are professionals and what they got going on. So one day I know um, I plan to be in those areas and those rooms. I just, just get get that experience of seeing how things are supposed to be ran versus what, I guess, quote, unquote, how it shouldn't be ran versus this and that. So anything that's done right in the order usually yields good fruit from that, yeah. um, from that production. So that's dope to know. So um, we're going to get out of here soon, but I want to ask you, as I see yeah. you're doing uh, – on your IG all the time dancing with Chili and stuff like mm-hmm. that and y'all still y'all got it like it, it's just the body movements and just the fluidity of it so how, how do you maintain your body and and just to be able to still dance like that um, um just from all these all these years and time because even when right. I see Chili it's like you look 15 and just y'all hear moves so how do you maintain this stuff like what, what goes behind this continue yeah. to be a great and long lasting choreographer and dancer um, if Tizonda was here, I call her Tizonda, Auntie Rosanda. Rosanda's mm. her first name. So if Tizonda was here, she would say, eat right, mm. work out. Literally, pray to the Lord. Like, she's very, um, she's, she's, when I say she's life goals, mm-hmm. like, for anyone, she's so the celebrity that's not the celebrity. You meet yeah. her and you're like, dang, that's my auntie or that's my sister. That's, you know, like (laughs) you just don't see any of like that. You Mm -hmm. just see her heart. You see her spirit. You see her love for people. And that is also a big part of what I'm grateful for is Mm -hmm. like, I will forever be like my mom and Tizonda because every day, every week it's like, okay, remember to eat this way. Okay. Like, I'm about to get in this workout. Y'all want to come work out? Like, mm-hmm. y'all want to come uh, walk? And then, like, the videos, those are just, obviously, like, you know, those yeah. are fun. <laughs> but, like, when she hit that stage and, like, we see her on tour, we're like, oh, no, 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 that's not fun. <laughs> Baby girl's getting it. <laughs> so she will um, forever have, what do they say, the Megan the Stallion knees? Yeah, the Megan knees. <laughs> it really was chilly knees if you want to really get to it. Mm-hmm. No, she um she is life goals and um yeah, I just love her down for always being true to who she is mm-hmm. and like the spirit is at the center of all of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I guess staying healthy, getting your body right, That's getting it. right, drinking your water is just Drinking your water. That's yes, yeah, she'll say that oh, too. Yeah, and sounds. she'll say, get your coconut water in. Coconut as well. water? Mm-hmm. You said coconut <laughs> water. <laughs> yeah. That's dope to know. So um so what's next for you, right? So I know, was this your first time working with um, Netflix? Yeah, this is my first time working with Netflix. Well, outside mm-hmm. of them, I'm pretty sure you have more to come, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, outside of Netflix, what are your um, production companies or sets that you've been a part of that you can name to talk about? The ones you're on, um, I'm pretty sure you're happy about all of them. But yeah. just the ones you're like, you know, this is my resume here and here. So people know, right. know when they step into you, they, they come and correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the past, I've worked with... Um, if not all the production studios here, like mm-hmm. in very being on different yeah. um, sets, but um, uh, the CW, VH1, MTV, um, BT, mm-hmm. uh, VH1, um, did a campaign for Champion, did a commercial with Belk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, it's really hard talking about myself because I'd be forgetting. So you just good. do it I'm and then scared. you're like, okay, I got to go now, on to the next thing. Um I think we talked about casting earlier. It's so many things. <laughs> you, you've done a lot. Yeah, you've done, yeah, you done a lot. But but I think my most, um, the most exciting thing that I recently wrapped, or mm-hmm. I, it's most exciting for um, 
working with the youth because that's really like my mm-hmm. heart. That's really what I want to do. Great. Was um, I was hired by Zona Media Group that partnered with the University of Georgia and mm-hmm. University of Georgia has their studio called Athena Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Athena Studios. So essentially, I was hired to be creative director, assistant director, and choreographer. And mar- I was part of some marketing on there as well mm-hmm. for this docu-series that was produced at Athena Studios. So in Athens, Georgia, first ever docu-series that was produced in that studio. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, we were able to all put together curriculum for, I think we had like 14 students that were in the TV, film, and media course there. They came and they worked just with us. We rotated like a crew of seven and seven, like, you know, a morning shift, afternoon shift. So not only were we teaching them, they were teaching us. Mm -hmm. Like it was super cool to be able to um, be a mentor and a mentee. Like it was so cool. (laughs) It was real cool. So um, we finished production in that um, in July, this past July. And um, currently, I'm raising funds, y'all. Ooh, raising funds. Okay, here we go. The producer in me. Let's go. First <laughs> time crowdfunding. <laughs> Look, come on. Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> um, so I'm raising a minimum of 25000 for my first dance short. Mm-hmm. Um, I was selected to be a part of a cohort uh, with Dance Canvas in partnership with Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I saw the platform. Again, my mentor, Isis, she put me up for this as well. Shout out to her. I, I saw the details of the cohort. It was like, literally, you're producing from beginning to end. And I was like, you know what? I never sat down and just did something mm-hmm. for me, you know? It's about time. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> it's about time. And no, you know, it. it's okay, too, like, to work for others and yeah, do it to uh, others sure. and to learn from others is always great. But I was like, it's time. I got to see, like, what does my work look like mm-hmm. on film? Like, as far as the production choreography everything me mm-hmm. um so that's real cool the pro- the piece is called IOTB it's only the beginning it's mm-hmm. inspired by IOT which stands for the internet of things what happens when we disconnect from our technology and are forced to reconnect with our reality so I'm really excited to see like what oh, that's, that's gonna be right there. Yeah, yeah 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 so that's so y'all look I'm like my cash <laughs> app is like no y'all follow me literally online like um if you want to donate it's you'll just see like links everywhere mm-hmm. or whatever um in my profiles but yeah that i'm like i'm excited i'm like come on first project <laughs> let's get it in get it in but you sparked another question real quick it was, it's yeah. about um creative directing right yeah yeah and when it comes to either well from my realm like building a brand or starting a brand storytelling and getting that message getting whatever your bottom line message is across through storytelling right. How important is that is in your realm? Once you're creative directing, whether it's the, the choreography or your own projects. Right. Because I know a lot of, I deal with people in marketing and branding and stuff like Absolutely. that. So I like to bring light onto that part. That's the basis of it. If you want to build um, like a legacy brand, their key things are telling their stories Absolutely. versus selling on top of that. So how important is that and what is that? So right. people understand like, as far as telling that story for your brand or whatever you did you do. I think um, the reason why I always hear choreographers are the best X, like blank, Mm -hmm. is because we are, fill in that blank, producer, director, um, videographer, Mm -hmm. choreographers, like when you have that understanding that everything is derivative of a 
energy, Mm -hmm. then you understand everything you're saying. Because to me, the storytelling aspect is you have to start from the end. Mm -hmm. Like what's the end goal, right? Like, and and, and most of the times the end goal is related to the audience. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do you want the audience to feel? What's that energy you want Mm -hmm. them to have? Because if the goal is to make money off the piece, well, you got to have them feel like yeah. they want to give you Things some money. money. If, the goal, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> if, if the goal is to make them afraid, then you, what's the movement going to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's all that going to look like? Um, and so the storytelling piece is to me, the end goal. I, a lot of times we think it's the through theme or like, uh, a lot of times, I guess what I'm saying is the storytelling ends after you choreograph. Mm-hmm. Actually, it just begins when the audience sees it. Yeah. In my, for me, I don't necessarily, um, like if, if, if we're creative directing or choreographing for a project, mm-hmm. I actually don't want the talent to think that they're storytelling. I just want them to believe so deeply in the energy and the emotion that they need to emote mm-hmm. so that they're not overthinking. Like a lot of times too, you have talent that will overthink and you're like, Oh Lord, they go, they're going away from like, like if the story is like Mary had a little lamb, it's like, all right, we don't need you to literally show us Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. Like, no, we need you to be Mary mm-hmm. and how we see you being Mary and let, the vision that's in my mind come to fruition. It's real. It's crazy. It's like the way that I, I I think creative art. I know that this is genuinely how I see it, Mm -hmm. but the storytelling piece only matters what they conceptualize from what you produce. That is true. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. So real quick, if you can go back in time Mm -hmm. and you're sitting right there, I'm not here. Young Cannons is sitting right here. What would that conversation be like? What would you tell her? Ooh, girl. <laughs> mm. Is she going here now? And watch future's gonna project that as well. So what would you sit down and tell young Candace? Or what advice would you give her or anything of that nature? I'm just really proud of mm. her. I'm really proud of her um being uncomfortable in knowing who Mm -hmm. she is. Like, I'm real proud of that because that, like, I've seen so many dreams die Mm -hmm. and that it eats me inside. Like, I I don't... If a dream dies, it's because something died inside of us. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I genuinely believe that. And so to see me right now mm-hmm. as young Candace, it's just like, girl, your dream, it just caught more fire. Yeah. And it's because of you. You had the confidence. You, like, I, not me right now. You, like, I'm really proud of her. I'm proud of her. I'm pretty, I know she heard it. But you're right. Yeah. It started there and you kept dreaming. Yeah. And dreaming and acting upon those dreams and more dreaming yeah. and more dreaming. So, kudos to you, young Candace. if you can you hear know, this back then. shout out to <laughs> For the other young Candaces or anybody else who wants to be a choreographer, get into TV and film, Mm -hmm. creative directing and producing, what words of encouragement or advice uh, would you give them to either, you know, get started, get up off the couch and just go or just to get into that mindset? So speak into them and give them some uh, wisdom or knowledge coming from your your think tank. 
Number one, put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like how you were mentoring your young cousin. I think mm-hmm. you said the young lady, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What's Grace?" And like, they just they don't really know. Yeah. And it is what it is. It's okay. Yeah. There's a you know, there's a knowing. There's a wisdom that comes with knowing when it's supposed to know or mm-hmm. when you're supposed to know. But I feel like I always heard this whole "put yourself first, put yourself first. But what I'm talking about is like not what we typically hear of like go after the jobs mm-hmm. or like go after your dreams and this and that. No, I'm talking about like if you set a goal to eat healthy, put yourself first on that. Nothing mm-hmm. else needs to break that. If you set a goal to read more, put yourself first. Anything that will inhibit any of those like tiny day to day goals that we don't put energy towards. That's important. Little Candace didn't get here if I didn't like put myself first and like silence out everything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm not saying it was perfect or like, because baby, it's a lot <laughs> that I don't put myself first. But I realized getting older, all of it goes back to your health, mm-hmm. mental, spiritual, physical, emotional, relational, all of it. So if you, if you can put yourself first and make sure your cup is always full, And when it's not full, put yourself first Mm -hmm. and fill it back up. You're going to be ready for those times where your cup going to be completely empty. This work is emptiness. People don't realize that. Any service work, you're emptying yourself. So if you're coming on set like, oh, I'm ready to da-da-da. If you didn't heal from this past, like, relationship, if you didn't heal from, like, not trusting yourself or mm-hmm. like if you didn't put yourself first, you're going to get to set and we're going to have a problem. <laughs> Very similar to what we said earlier, which is when I set a rehearsal and I feel something, the spirit's like, we got to talk about something. Mm-hmm. I'm putting y'all first. I'm like showing you how you need to put yourself first. Because if you come into the room with opportunity, the opportunity will keep going. You're going to still be there. Nice. So if y'all can just put yourself first and the small things like eat well, dream well, like, you know, I don't, whatever that is, um, your big goals will be handled. That's mm-hmm. already, if it's for you, if God had it for you, that's done. Amen He's that. really actually just wanting you to learn the lesson of putting yourself first. Amen to that. I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, you know, sometimes you can think like, God, why this? God, why that? But half the time, you know, God can be just sitting back with his arms folded, like just do that's this it. one thing. I got you. Just do that one thing that you either know you thing. heard me tell you to do or you picking up from signs from, see, I'm speaking to you through the words, yeah. through people, through actions, scenarios. Just do that. It could be as simple as get rid of that old car in your driveway and make room for your new blessing car. But as long good. as that car sit there, you're not making room for new blessings. So just do that one thing, whatever it is, and I got you. So that's a great advice that you gave. I, I love just that. Just that one. And putting yourself Woo! first could be just, <laughs> just put yourself first for that's a it. week. Uh, your life can change within a day, a week, a month, a year. But it's just that looking inside, that, yeah. that self-help, that personal development that could just be waiting on you. Again, it starts with you. So that's all you got to do is focus and put yourself first. So I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great words coming from the wise. So, yeah. Before we get up out of here, just whatever yeah. announcements you may have coming up. Also, I know you said some, but you give me detailed announcements. Let them know where they can follow you on social media and just yeah. anything else you want to let them know. And that's all. And that's you. Uh, yeah. You, uh, yeah. That's um, you, your fans. Hey, y'all. 
look, I didn't get to uh, recognize y'all the whole time. Um, there is a event that I uh, just had. It's called The Blueprint. And basically, it's powered by my company, Consulting for Creatives. Um, it actually initially started out as a um, private movie premiere for Pain Hustlers. But God had it so he said bigger. So basically, <laughs> it went bigger. It went from this premiere to now this vehicle to try to raise funds for creatives like you and like myself. And so the next one is going to be in March. Basically, we're going to have a campaign leading up to it. I'll have all this like on the website. It'll all be there. But essentially, um, I didn't have ticket sales. I was like, you know what? Let me try something out. Y'all. The donations just to get through the door alone, we raised over $3,500 for my personal project. Mm. I was like, can you imagine if you guys had even just $100, $500, like what you can do with your careers? And so um, I'm praying, I'm listening to the Lord, but I definitely want you guys to come out to the next Blueprint. It'll be March or April 2024. Um, and we're going to just like come together as a community and raise money for upcoming talent like all of us, like, you know, why not do it in a way that's going to be fun? It'll be a party. It'll be um, just a time for the community to come together. So that's one. Second, y'all follow me on all my socials. Instagram is the Candace Haynes. And then uh, my company's name is Consulting the Number Four Creatives. Um, LinkedIn, um, y'all connect with your girl, websites, consultingforcreatives.com, candacehaines.com, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's all there. But again, I want to thank you for coming out. Um, it was a great conversation I had. I really enjoyed it. And I know for a fact, if somebody watched his podcast, they're going to get value from what you're saying, your backstory, your present, your future, what you want. So yeah. here's your flowers once again. You got to do them you here. And I love that you came out. So, but... <laughs> Here we go again, y'all. It's in the Heritage Podcast. I am Sir Gates. And make sure you follow me on social media at Sir Gates BC. That's S-R-R-G-A-T-E-S-B-C. Follow the podcast page at Inherited Podcast, N-H-E-R-I-T-D Podcast. And make sure you tune in to Pain Hustlers on Netflix and check out that dope choreography by dope choreographer, Candace Haynes. So until next time, this is the Heritage Podcast. We'll see y'all. We love it. Thanks. Thanks <laughs> that for was a good me. one.